oh, oh. I can picture it in my mind. Can you draw it? <laughs> no. Vaguely. We've established. Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet meaning things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Richard Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. And today we're super glad to have back on the show uh, friends of the podcast, the pub trivia experience, Chris and Leah. Hey, everybody. Hi. We're uh, so glad to have you both on. Thanks for coming back. We've been looking forward to this. We've been talking about it on Instagram for a while, but uh, this has been feels like a little while in the making and we're super just absolutely stoked to be here oh likewise i mean it feels like half the people are pretty much everyone on the show is making their rounds on your show too and just it's all all good times uh yeah i think we have rachel coming on tomorrow and then you is coming on on wednesday for disney trivia yeah yeah so excited and then ryan will put you on for something in the near future i promise whatever i don't know i anytime i don't know if i have a like a i don't sports. have like a favorite things something i mean sports sports <laughs> is is one but like i always think that I'm like what's my favorite video game or favorite movie favorite like book rachel's my favorite person but beyond that like oh <laughs> that is the correct answer that right. <laughs> absolutely you passed I have a few like video game things. I know we were just talking about a little bit before the show, but I'm like, Halo, kinda like Crash Bandicoot is kind of nostalgic for me. Like, there's some old PC stuff, like way early. Uh, but I'm like, I don't know if I have like a fate, like one of those like tried and true. I don't know. I think it's weird that the Crash the Bandicoot is like your old video game because that came out when I was in like. 15 years old. So, well, <laughs> like, <laughs> P- like PS1. Yeah. 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 I could totally see you as a Crash Bandicoot kind of person too, Ryan. Yeah, I like, like now that I think about it. Yeah, <laughs> I like platformy, puzzly stuff. So that stuff is good. I remember like my mom playing like Seventh Guest and Mist and some of those like puzzly kind of walkthrough games. I remember getting into those. So those are really cool. But Mist was awesome. I don't know. So, so you were saying that you just uh, you just finished building your PC. Right. Uh, I did. Uh, much help to you. Uh, <laughs> a lot of help to you. Uh, Just a little bit. Not pro much. tip, get you a friend like Stu who will stay on late like three nights in a row helping you like <laughs> plug in random crap into your PC and learn how to uh, install a window. I'm just glad we got it because I was really concerned for a little bit there. <laughs> Yeah, no, it went it went well enough, and uh, yeah, it's working just fine. Uh, it's been really fun getting getting stuff going, but uh, yeah, harder than it would seem to install a Windows, at least without Clippy. But. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're excited to bring you on and talk more trivia and everything. Uh, I'd be remiss to not say that recently we just saw that uh, Pub Trivia Experience crossed a hundred episodes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Congratulations! Congrats! Oh, we did. It's been a lot of fun. The last couple of years have been great, but that was uh, that was actually one of my favorite recordings too. Is the seven of us that are the core members? Nice. Just taking a page out of the things I got wrong playbook and just asking each other trivia questions in a <laughs> format. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. I. I mean, it's so much fun to do our show, and sometimes it it feels like. Uh, I mean, I always love the recording, but it, it, to do even 50, oh, well, now we've crossed 60, uh, mm-hmm. it's just like, it, it is a feat in dedication just to get that far and to have any podcast, let alone one that needs so many people and so much writing and so much trivia questions and all that. Like, I'm in, like, I don't know how you do it. We, I feel like getting two a month on Rails is hard enough. <laughs> We are we are blessed to have a couple of people that are able to jump in and do the editing and hosting and all that. So it's actually the last couple of years since Jeff and Marissa really came on board has been yeah easy sailing. Nice. That's awesome. But yeah, congrats I, to you. Uh, Pub Trivia Experience. Definitely check it out as well as their uh, sister shows. A lot of, lot of stuff. You guys have like a whole empire going on right now. Small scale, <laughs> but like you have a whole you have a whole PTE cinema universe going on right now. <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> um, so I have to ask, because you guys are on, um, what's everyone drinking? Ah, good question, Rachel. 
And for the first time, actually, that we've recorded together, I'm actually drinking something interesting. That's why oh, have, I also we have, have to start, ask. We, have, we start there, and we have to end with Rachel then, right? We end on a high note? Yeah. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Chris? You kick uh, it off. Yeah, so I've got this uh, really cheap bottle of bourbon. Um, I'm a big uh, horror movie guy, and this is from the Walking Dead collection. It's Walking Dead Spirits of the Apocalypse. Oh. <laughs> it is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It was a $13 bottle that I bought literally for the bottle. So I'm working my way through it. And because it's that bad, I'm just chasing it with some Diet Coke. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, yeah. You know, we could have split our Diet Coke because I'm drinking um, Diet Coke with a little bit of um, I.W. Harper uh, bourbon. So we could, have, we could have gone half um, and saved some Diet Coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bourbon, too. What, too. <laughs> what are you, Stu? Just water. I'm yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, Chris, take a guess. What do you think I'm drinking right now? If you had to guess anything in the universe that I've not been drinking every single time we've been on a show together. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess Goose Island IPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not because I think it's my favorite in particular. It's just always what is here. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now every time you have a show with them, you have to do it, though. That's the problem. Oh, You're yeah. locked in. It's the rules. We have a huge leather-bound book of rules on this show, and that is one of them. <laughs> so to Rachel, be concerned we... if, if Ryan drinks anything else. That's true. So, Rachel, we got to know what's in your cup. I, one, I have a, um, I, first of all, I have a mug from my uh, almost 20-year-old brother, that I got younger brother that I got for Christmas, and it's just that's what in quotes with a little by she underneath. So you need to know that this is what I'm drinking it out of. Um, and second, last week I finally decided to splurge. I could never like justify it, but last week I finally decided to splurge and I got a Ghirardelli chocolate liqueur, Ooh. and it's like alcoholic chocolate milk. It's wow. amazing, dangerous, <laughs> very dangerous. It's so sweet. I, I mean, I'm a huge Bailey's fan. I think I've tried every single flavor of Bailey's there is out there. I love it, but th this might actually take the cake. It's so good. It's so I'm drinking something that isn't a Smirnoff this time. I can see that Leah is uh, excited about this and probably yeah. has to go buy this tomorrow. <laughs> I had to mouth the word no to her. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's so her. good. Uh, I can I can confirm it. It does taste pretty good. It tastes. It tastes a lot like chocolate milk with just a hint of, of a good spiked. Yeah. Chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to some trivia. Uh, this is the very 61st ever episode. Woo woo. Woo. <laughs> 61. There you go. And uh, another round robin game where uh, all five of us are bringing a round of trivia for the other four to answer. So super excited. And uh, Stu, when you're ready, we'll start, as always, with you. Sweet. Uh, thank you. So in honor of our guests uh, and the mashup of these two podcasts, my round is Things You Got Wrong at Pub Trivia. Uh, these are questions from the Pub Trivia podcast. Uh, they're questions from the oh. final round. Yeah, they're questions <laughs> from the final round that no one got right. And uh, let's see if you guys have learned from your past. Um, <laughs> the deer in the headlights eyes I'm seeing from Leah right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, <laughs> I tried to pull it from, uh, when it's not you guys writing it. So, uh, hopefully it goes off. Well, <laughs> Probably you listen to that much of our bull crap. I was going to say, I loved actually picking through it. Cause then I was like, oh yeah, yeah. But then I had to re-listen and be like, that's one that nobody got. And then also made sure that it was like, not you guys, you know, and stuff. And so, um, you know, yeah. So much dedication. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the topics jump all over, um, but, you know, standard rules apply. Uh, there's not a lot of hints here, but buzz in uh, when you know it. Question number one. The immensely popular Blue Ribbon Burger was renamed in 1967. What is the name of that burger now? The Blue Ribbon Burger. Chris. Chris. The Whopper. Uh, that is not correct. Oh. Ooh. Ryan. Ryan. Now I'm on big names kick. I don't know. The quarter pounder? 
It is not the quarter pounder, no. Rachel. Rachel. Um, is it the McDouble? It is not the McDouble, no. <laughs> I have a hint, so, but it's not much of one. Leo, do you want to take a guess? Uh, the Big Mac. It is the Big Mac. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Darn it. What's the name of another burger? I Way overshot I know, right? <laughs> Plain and simple. Uh, it was so popular that its cost was used as a measurement for the cost of living for a little while. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so popular. I edited that episode. <laughs> you did. <laughs> as soon as I knew Quarter Pounder was wrong, I was like, that was a stupid answer. There's a very much more obvious one than that. All good. Nice. That's two points to Leah. Question number two. Starting in 1786, and after being in print for 244 years, what publication's last printed version was, in pu was published in 2010? Ryan. Ryan. I feel like we've had something similar. Is this the Encyclopedia Britannica? It is the Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica. You didn't know that. I learned there something is. today. Yeah, they're still, uh, still working on it, but it's all digital, and uh, you can actually buy it on disc, <laughs> which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> I think nice. I shared once. I read the book by the guy A.J. Jacobs, who has done a handful of random kind of experiment books, but one where his entire task for the year was to read the entire Encyclopedia Britannica. And the first chapter or two is just him getting it, and it's like multiple six foot stacks of books that you know cost i don't even remember how much it cost i want to say like a couple thousand dollars to have a oh, printed volume like that Insanity. i use big treatises for work and i looked up because there's one that i really like to use because it always has the answers and i looked up the cost once and i'm pretty sure i've never shut a tab on a computer screen faster because <laughs> i don't i don't want to know do you guys remember going and using the encyclopedias in school has it always oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully. I never knew how to cite sources, though, so I always had to look that up online. <laughs> oh, well, come to the right person. I cite <laughs> check people every day. <laughs> if I ever have to write a paper, Rachel, uh, I'm going to hit you up for that one. <laughs> Good at it. Uh, that's two points to Ryan. And question number three. How many U.S. presidents are only children? Hmm. Um, Ryan. Ryan. One. Uh, that is not correct. All right. Chris. Chris. Zero. That is correct. <laughs> the, uh, yes, that is correct. Everybody has at least one sibling. Uh, a lot of them have half siblings. Um, I think the one who had the... I don't remember who had the most, but I think it was 13 siblings um, was like the, the largest family there. Oh, uh, that sounds like John Tyler. I was going to say that's might have like been. Yeah. Cousins, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Van Buren. Was. I don't know. I was going to go for the trick answer because I was like, that's not a like nobody knows if it's four. And I went with what? And I got the wrong trick answer. <laughs> Is Joe Biden? He's not an only child. Though. No, no, he has. Uh, he no, has he a younger has a sister, brother, I believe. Or yeah, at least a sister. a sister, too, that I know he's close with. He's the firstborn, though. There was a whole well, list dude. of like who was like what order and stuff. And a lot of them are firstborns. Hmm. As a second born, I can confirm that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. an only child, I'm very sad that there have been <laughs> that are only children. Middle child I, alert. I'm the youngest of eight. <laughs> I'm the oh, oldest. Um, I might be president one day. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> and that involves politics. Yeah. We had this conversation. I want to give really big, cool speeches, but I don't want to do politics. <laughs> you're going to be my first man. Oh, there you go. Down for it. Oh, come on. No, no, no. <laughs> Miller bought 2028. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. 35, but at some point it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Excellent. Uh, that was two points to Chris. And we're on to question number four. What singer and actor was known as the King of Cool and died on Christmas Day, 1995? Can you repeat it? At least the yes. first part? Uh, what singer and actor was known as the King of Cool and died on Christmas Day of 1995? Chris. Chris. It's Dean Martin. It's Dean Martin. Oh, That's correct. Yeah. That's your favorite. Yeah, he's my favorite crooner. Yeah, he was, I, I that was the hint, yeah, is that he was a crooner. 
I grew up with the Rat Pack. I yeah. yeah. Very nice. Two points to Chris. And we're on to question number five. Containing 107 albums, what mega music compilation was originally released in the UK in 1983? 107. Leah. Leah. Oh. Is it Now That's What I Call Music? It is Now That's What I Call Music. Really? <laughs> yes. I was astounded. 107 <sighs> albums. That was one of my first thoughts. I was like, that's not UK. Also, like, ugh, yeah. It was first released in America in 88. Um, wow. But yeah, it, was, it started in the UK uh, in 1983. Holy wow. crap. I just want to make sure I got the words right. I was like, wait, I know I have <laughs> yeah. all on the top, but what was the rest? <laughs> yeah. I also just, I would love to see the cover of one that's a hundred. <laughs> like, it's like, what? They were on like, what? Like, I don't know, five? <laughs> like, when I was Right, that's what I feel like, like I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very nice. So that's two points to Leah. Question number six, and the final question of the round. Resembling a paper and pencil game known as Bulls and Cows, what board game forces you to guess your opponent's hidden pattern of colored pegs? Oh, oh, um, I can picture it in my mind. Darn it. Can you draw oh, it? Uh, <laughs> no. Vaguely. <laughs> We've established. Chris? I'm going to go with the critically panned in a movie that we snuck into because it was that bad. Battleship. It is not Battleship. No. Oh, that is a good guess, but it is not Battleship. Oh, Liam Neeson let me down. <laughs> <laughs> Resembling a paper and pencil game known as Bulls and Cows, what board game forces you to guess your opponent's hidden pattern of colored pegs? Hidden pattern. Come on, Ryan. You're the board I game know. guy. Come on. <laughs> I know. Um, the hidden pattern thing is throwing me off. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't have any follow-up clues because I added more to this question uh, than was originally there. I'll just say Leah. Leah. Light bright. It is not light bright. <laughs> Though I would love light bright. I would love all a light bright board of. game. All I can think of is a light bright. See, now I want an easy bake oven bake off. But oh my god. <laughs> You're on. That, that sounds like a good PTE segment of just old 80s and 90s toys in some sort of weird competition. <laughs> That's a bonus episode right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Any other guesses? No. It is Mastermind. Mastermind. Oh, the code breaking game. Yes. Yep. Uh, I think it started, I think it was 1970 was when it came out. That sounds about right. So a bit older. That sounds like something I'm not going to remember next time this question comes up. <laughs> you did pretty well, though. I mean, you know, you guys got yeah. three out of the six for, uh, you know, for previous rounds. So yeah, you did learn good. something at trivia. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, Chris with four, Leah with four, myself with two, Rachel and Stu just holding down the fort. Nice here. Uh, <laughs> cozy. Uh, Rachel, it is your turn. Okay, um, so recently I had the opportunity to host an intellectual property trivia night. Um, one of the questions that I asked at that trivia night um, referenced the oldest trademark that has been in continual use in, in the world. Um, everyone knows this brand well, but may, maybe not um, the portion of its trademark dating from 1366. Uh, Stella Artois's horn portion of its logo holds infamous um, for its title as the oldest continuous use trademark. So I've shifted gears a little bit for this round. Um, you don't have to know anything about trademark law, just about brands. Cool. Um, I'm going to give you some information about a brand and a mark of some of the oldest registered marks. So we're a little bit closer in history. And uh, you tell me the brand. Right. Sounds good. So um, these questions are filled with little clues to take you off towards the brand. Question number one. The oldest known registered trademark in the world is for this brand of beer, specifically an IPA from England. On the bottle, you will find a large red triangle, and under it is the name, which is four letters long and in a red cursive script. Coincidentally, the brand shares a name with a type of fish, which is very popular for fishermen in the United States. What is the name of this brand of beer? Hmm. 
just to confirm, you said it was four letters? Four letters. And the same spelling for the fish. Stew? Go ahead, Stew. Just because it's the only four-letter fish I can think Don't of. Don't say it. Bass? Oh. It is correct. Oh, Bass beer. <laughs> it has a beautiful red cursive font and a triangle over it. Oldest known registered trademark in the world have been producing their IPA for, I believe, at least 200 years. Wow. Wow. Oh, I don't my think gosh. I've ever heard of that. Yeah, me either. Also, they the are... first four letter fish that came to my head was tuna. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that when I was writing the question. I was like, it makes sense. It's the only four letter fish I can think of. <laughs> nice. Um, nice job. Two points to stew there. Question number two. Another interesting, very old trademark that I found is for canned ham, which shares its name with a method of preparing eggs to serve as a type of hors d'oeuvre. On these cans, since 1878, you can find little red fiends as a visual oh, representation of the name of a product. Do not. Do not think about this one too hard. Sorry, Stu and Ryan might have a like up here, um, but I, I couldn't help but do it because God. Ryan hated this one so much. You know what sucks? I can't remember the title. I can't remember the name. Oh, come Ryan on. Ryan designed their website. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, I remember the stupid logo I had the center. <laughs> I'm gonna... Don't think about this name too hard. Uh, Stu, were you going to say something? I was going to let you guys actually take a turn at it because it's not fair for... <laughs> I honestly what, can't what remember I... the proper title. No, no clue. We have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm... I mean, it's uh, it's obviously it's like it's deviled ham, which I'm pretty sure is the name. But yes, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> deviled, I started second no, deviled ham. There. Deviled ham, yeah. Oh, Wait, deviled eggs. Okay, that makes deviled sense. ham isn't the name of it. Yes, it is. It was. It was. Red, was there a red the devil or little devil? Nope, it's a red devil. Hang I on. mean, excuse me, deviled ham. Sorry. No, that can't be it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, well, this is a brand under um, their meat. It's specifically. That's their brand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice job, Stu. Two points to you. <laughs> um, question number three. This condiment company has held their five-letter mark, which is a family name registered since 1897. Right. Um, <laughs> oh. Interestingly, although the lettering remains the same, they seem to have lost the pickle in the background with one of their most popular products being red in color. I'm going to do this as a round group because Ryan called in early. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so in this way, we're just going to go each person have a guess here. Yep. So Ryan, I will let you have your guess first. Uh, I am pretty certain that it is Pittsburgh's finest Heinz. Okay. Um, Chris? I believe that would be John Kerry's wife, the Heinz Company. <laughs> Leah? <laughs> Well, I could only think of one five-letter condiment company, so I said Heinz. Okay, Stu? Also had Heinz, but I considered Two points to <laughs> <laughs> Two points to everyone. Fun fact, they had an extremely detailed pickle. They used to have one in the background of the name. Extremely detailed. <laughs> Am I right? That's John Kerry's wife, right? I don't know. I don't know, yeah. I think I remember that from that election, but... Neither here nor there. Sorry, I'm not trying to slow the show down. I'm genuinely curious. The important facts are after here. Yeah, Teresa Hines. Yeah. Wow. Dude, nice memory. <laughs> I can remember that, but ask me anything about work and I'm done. <laughs> That's, okay. That's me too. Okay, question um, number four. So let's, let's shift gears a bit and get off the topic of food. This international brand and possible albeit very slow international vehicle, registered its iconic growing colors very early on, and more than one song has featured the brand since. Ryan? There are two colors here. Go ahead, Ryan. Okay, now I think I'm way off. He said very slow and iconic color and songs. I was going to say Yellow Submarine. <laughs> no, All right. but I like where your mind's at. But not, not for correctness of the song, just because I just like that you went to Yellow Submarine. I think that's funny. <laughs> Rachel, can you repeat that one more time for me? 
This international brand and possible, albeit very slow, international vehicle brand registered its iconic growing colors very early on, and more than one song has featured the brand since. Growing colors. There are two colors in the brand, but I'm just looking for the brand. Wait, what? <laughs> growing so, colors, but two colors? So there, they registered two colors. Okay. Uh, but we're looking for the, just the brand name. I'll, Chris? Go ahead, Chris. John Deere? That is absolutely correct. They registered their green and their yellow. Um, it was the very slow clue that got me there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't have gone um, there. She said international. I'm like, I just think yeah, it's years I, know. Like, I was thinking of like right. Vespa or something. I was like, that's not. I was thinking trains. <laughs> 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 like large, large trains. Maybe it could be that. I have a parent who has a midlife crisis, bought a tractor <laughs> and has joked about driving it everywhere. So perhaps <laughs> that's where that came from. <laughs> so here's my crisis goals now. <laughs> <laughs> So here's how rural I am. Uh, my school had a drive your tractor to work or drive your tractor to school day. Oh. No joke. And everybody would drive them from all the farm kids and show them <laughs> off at lunchtime. Wow. No yeah. joke. That's so cool. <laughs> that, that's something Leah. my school would potentially have. They did not. <laughs> Wait, each kid has licensed their own tractor? Uh, quite a few farm kids had them. Like, you know, eventually, you know, when we were like later, right? Like a lot of kids would drive like their lawnmower tractor, but like all the farm kids, like a couple of them brought combines one year and we're just like, screw it. And like, they, they took forever to get to school and they just didn't go to school, but like, they drove their tractor, <laughs> hung around and then just like, was, oh, it's going to be six o'clock by the time I get home. So like, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> That's why you got to get up when the sun gets, it goes up. That's right. Tractor school day. God, I remember in high school when I could just take my horse instead. Um, question number five. This brand, named directly after its founder, both first and last name, features two horses and remains a staple of most people's closets. Two horses. Stu? Go ahead, Stu. I don't know if this is right. Is this Calvin Klein? Not Calvin Klein, but you're kind of in the right direction. That was my first. Go ahead, Chris. Ralph Lauren? Not Ralph Lauren. Oh, I wow. thought that was it, man. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, I don't think this is who it was named after, but I want to say Polo, so I'm going to say Marco Polo. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go ahead and take a moment to let you know that it's Polo Ralph Lauren. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Leah, do you have a guess? No, I definitely do not have a guess. I, could, I can't even name anything that could potentially be that. The answer to this one is um, Levi Strauss. Uh, Levi jeans. The jeans. I think most days now they're referred to as Levi's, but it's Levi Strauss and company. I feel like John Deere would have also applied. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, last but not least, um, this is the one that I thought was going to be the hardest question of the round, but um, we're going to see. This watch company is Madrid's oldest trademark, and it was registered with under the Madrid Agreement specifically in 1893. It features two wings and an hourglass in the middle. More recently, it has been adjusted to have a more modern and sleek uh, minimalist look but it is one of the most famous watch companies in the world known for very, very nice watches. Chris? Stu? Um, Chris first, then Stu. I, I know two watch companies, and I don't think it's Rolex. <laughs> I'm going to go Belova. Not Belova. I'm out. Stu? <laughs> it's not super nice watches. Fossil watches? Not fossil. Um, Leah? Go ahead, Leah. Timex? Not Timex, although I think that one's the closest one oh on there. Gosh. Ryan, do you have a guess? Um, I guess the Swiss watch isn't going to work. I'll just I'll say Rolex. Not Rolex. But I feel like this is a, a logo I recall, but I can't remember the name of. So after, so I'm just going to let you know. 
Um, it's called Longines, Long Longines. I don't know how to do the correct pronunciation of it, but they're very famous watches. I think they're kind of in the same line as Rolexes, as Timex, just because I want to show you guys what it looks like. I recognized it immediately. But, I'm sitting um, over here with my Target watch, which doesn't have a logo <laughs> on say, it. Like, <laughs> my watch has had a dead battery for like a year. Hey, mine too. I don't think I'm in the market <laughs> for a Longines. <laughs> um, well, nice job, guys. So, um, no points on that last one. Um, Ryan, where do we stand it with score? All right. Uh, myself and Stu with four. Leo with six. Chris with eight. Rachel just holding down the fort. Fort time. And, uh, we can uh, catch up to Chris because it's his turn right now. Okay, so this round is called Chris's Crazy Connections. <laughs> if you Leo's for- face. Sorry. <laughs> I can't. Mafia. <laughs> if you've played any type of trivia game, you've usually played a, a version that's the before and after where one answer will lead to another answer. This is like that, but there's three. So you'll be able to string three answers together to get the overall answer. All right. Now, I will give you a real quick. I'm, I'm going to give you the question and the answer real quick so you can get a feel for it. So uh, the sample question is this. This colorful or lack of color ACDC song matches the outfit of the title character. Sorry, matches the outfit the title character often wears in a spinoff of the Avengers movie movies happily she does not sport this v-shaped haircut made popular by eddie munster on the tv show the munsters and the correct answer would be back in black widow's peak Whoa. so back in black, oh. black oh widow and widow's yeah. that's a lot to throw out at once i don't think i got any of those those were three separate clues we were There's looking three for. separate clues and <laughs> So if, if no one gets all three right, the first person to lock in with at least one connection will get one point. If you get all three, you get two points. Okay. Cool deal. All right. First one here. This rapper and one-time adult film star joined a couple of stoners in smoking one out for this reggae icon who died of cancer in 1981. I have one connection. Um... Yeah. Okay, I, Ryan. Ryan. I think this is Ray J and Silent Bob Marley. That's it. Yeah. Gosh. I went Harold and Kumar for the stone. <laughs> yeah. I was like, also, can I point out that from your screen, I can see the not, I can't see your questions and I'm not looking, but I see in Sharpie, in bold, overwritten Sharpie, Chris's crazy connections. That's <laughs> <laughs> accurate. <laughs> I love it. Just in case anyone forgets. So Leah has a, a an ongoing uh, game on our on our show called Leah Thesaurus is a hit where she takes music <laughs> le- music song titles and puts them through the source. That's her version. I had to come up with my own unique branded version. So this is it. <laughs> Great. This is crazy connections. Okay. All right. Question number two. This marvelous actor and former sexiest man alive enjoys these candies that his grandmother gives him while she sips on some Canada dry in a can made from what element? Made from what element? Yes. And to make that clear, we're looking for the element that the can is made of. Got it. I need like paper and pencil (laughs) to (laughs) keep up with this. I can reread if you need me to. Yes, please. I might, yeah. Okay, uh, and watch my face here. This marvelous actor and former sexiest man alive enjoys these candies that his grandmother gives him while sipping on some Canada Dry in a can made from what element? I don't know the candy one. Can made. Oh, sorry. Never mind. I can just think of. Guess. And you, but I'm wrong. You could potentially give someone else. (laughs) Okay, I'll just guess because whatever. Go ahead. Leah. Um, Chris Hemsworthing Tungsten? Incorrect. Okay. I still don't know the candy at all. And uh, I mean, I'll assume Hemsworth, but I don't specifically know who would have been. Rachel? Rachel? Chris, um, Hems Werther's aluminum. 
I I also have it. <laughs> Stu, I'm having trouble I mean, connecting the last two together. Yeah, Chris Hensworther tin or yes, tin because <laughs> tin can. <laughs> Chris uh, Hensworther's tin. <laughs> I'm gonna give. Uh, Rachel's the closest. Split yes. them so, if you want, or do whatever. Um, but yeah, I know. I'm actually going to award two to Rachel. Um, it's Chris Hemsworth's original aluminum. Oh, oh okay. That's yeah. how you connected them. Yeah. What are Werther's? Actual candy is titled Werther's original. It's those little butterscotches in the really loud. Oh. at movie theaters. Yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. Rachel got the points. Good job. Nice. Woo! Out of the fort. Okay. So I'm hoping there's at least a country music fan here or someone that listens to pop music. So here we go. Name the hit country, name the hit, sorry, name the hit song by country megastars Tim McGraw and Taylor Swift that should be played before this iconic and unique looking comedian takes the stage at the Luxor in Las Vegas. After the show, the comedian sits down and watches this hit, cook, this hit cooking show on Bravo. I know two of them. I don't know country. Do you want the question again? Yes. Yeah. Name the hit song by country megastars Tim McGraw and Taylor Swift that should be played before this iconic and unique looking comedian takes the stage at the Luxor in Las Vegas. After the show, the comedian sits down and watches this hit cooking show on Bravo. I can go for one point, but I don't know if anyone else has it. I only know one song, but for at least very clear reasons in my mind, it's not that song. And I know they've teamed up, teamed up more than once. Yeah, so for those that don't know, Taylor Swift had a hit song called Tim McGraw. That's what was and that's kind of me too. My understanding oh. is that that's what led Tim McGraw to bring her on to guest vocal on this particular song and it was a hit country song for a little while and and when they when they did tim mcgraw when they redid it for the radio i think he featured in it i think maybe I'm that wrong. would make sense yeah so the title of this episode is gonna just be tim mcgraw <laughs> is that how that works yeah, tim McGraw. <laughs> okay anyone have a guess or we want to let ryan take it for one point I say Ryan, Ryan, take it. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, all right. Well, I'm just going to go out on a limb and try to get both points. I'm going to say sad country song about Carrot Top Chef. Okay. So you do get one point. It is The end of it is Carrot Top Chef. The country song is called The Highway Don't Care. Oh. So The oh. Highway Don't Care at Top Chef. <laughs> That's funny. Nice. Ryan with the point. Nicely done, sir. We're moving on to number three. Four. Right. Yes. Four. I, can't, I want to FSU. I can't count. <laughs> Here we go. And this is a shout out to Lauren Carey. When this zany singer known for his parodies gets sick, he reaches for what over-the-counter medication that is applied directly to the chest to help with cough suppression. Once he's feeling better, you know he's heading to this nationwide restaurant chain to enjoy their wonderful salad bar and their hot honey and bacon chicken sandwich. The last part felt regional. I thought I was on it. Ryan. Ryan. I, I don't know the restaurant, but at least I don't think, but it's Weird Al Yankovic's Raper... Va- weird... <laughs> it's like a tongue twister. Weird Al Yankovic's Vapor Rub... Rubies. <laughs> Finish it. Yeah. Come on, you got one more word, man. Is it Ru- Ruby Tuesdays? Yes. Oh, nice Jesus. job. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic's Vapor Rub Ruby Tuesdays. I was like, Ruby Tuesdays. Rub Rubby. Nicely done. Two points to Ryan. Question number five. This inflammatory disease that impacts the airways of the lungs apparently did not slow down Swedish pop group ABBA nor this Broadway smash hit based on their songs. That musical has toured all over, including in this tourist destination city in the southeastern United States. 
I don't know the first one again. <laughs> Wait, can can you repeat that? Of course. This inflammatory disease that impacts the airways of the lungs apparently did not slow down Swedish pop group ABBA nor the Broadway smash hit that's based on their songs. Ryan. That musical has toured all connection. over, including yeah. the tourist destination city in the southeastern United States. Ryan. Rachel. Uh, oh, I don't think I have the first one right. I have the first. I have the first. Emphysema Miami. <laughs> Mamma Mia Miami. I, 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 I have one. Rachel. As, as Mamma Mia Miami. Oh. Okay, so hold on. I've got to look up and see what the symptoms of emphysema are because that would mismatch as well. I don't I know. Also, I think it's a condition brought on from like smoking and stuff. I also had emphysema. Um, so <laughs> ha, I got, I know points. what you're talking about, Ryan. No, Tim Rachel, McGraw, come on next episode and tell us. <laughs> emphysema is about the damage or enlarge uh, sacs in the lungs it is not about the narrowing of the passageway so Rachel gets the point alright we're down to our I last would... one this well known city in Quebec plays host to one of the original five hockey teams they did not play host to this classic television show that spun off several sequels including the Jeffersons with that being said, Archie Bunker may have come across this iconic comic strip in the Sunday paper. Um, you want that again? Yeah. Yeah, I have one of them. This well-known city in Quebec plays host to one of the original six hockey teams. They did not play host to the classic television show that spun off several sequels, including the Jeffersons. With that being said, Archie Bunker may have come across this iconic comic strip in his Sunday paper. Oh, I just Leah. don't know the comic strip. Yeah. Montreal in the Family Circus. That is correct. Oh, nice. nice job. Montreal all in the Family and yeah. Family Circus. Nice Ooh. job. Nicely done. And that is the end of my round. Nice. Nice. That was super that fun. Was, yeah, that, that was, was good. really good. <laughs> Stretch right. my brain a lot. <laughs> uh, all right. I have the scores as Stu and Rachel tied at four, Chris and Leah tied at eight, and myself with nine. Oh. And uh, Leah, it is your turn when you're ready. I'm scared. Okay. So, my category um, I, I work at a high school. Um, and so, my uh, category is institutions of higher learning. Mm. So, they're all going to be. Uh, trivia questions um, around kind of weird or interesting things about different um, colleges and universities in the United States. Oh, nice. Cool. So hopefully this will be okay. Um, and I have hints for all of them. So um, you'll get two points if you can get it without the hint. And then if I have to use the hint, you'll get one. Nice. Sweet. All right. So question number one, after being busted for illegal drinking and banned from extracurricular activities, Theodore Geisel adopted the pen name Seuss to continue to work for this Ivy League school's humor magazine, The Jack-O-Lantern. Stu? Stu. Is this uh, Brown University? It is not Brown. Okay. Can you read the last part again? The um, adopted the pen name Seuss to continue to work for this Ivy League school's humor magazine, The Jack-O-Lantern. I just read stuff on Dr. Seuss not long ago, and I can't remember what school this is oh i've got it down to two uh chris chris yale it is not yale uh, i was hoping for a gilmore girls connection there and i didn't Ra find it rachel rachel between two as well i'm gonna go with cornell it is not cornell uh, ryan ryan uh, jack-o-lantern makes me think like weird sleepy hollow era stuff so i'm gonna go ivy and i'm gonna say harvard it is not Harvard. Um, I don't know how many Ivy League schools there are, but um, can I give you guys the hint? Yeah. 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 Um, this Ivy League college is the only Ivy with forest green as its official color. Forest green. Rachel? Ryan. Rachel. William and Mary? It's not William and Mary. Um, I heard um, Ryan next. Uh, Dartmouth? It is Dartmouth. <sighs> I said this Ivy League college, and Dartmouth is actually the only Ivy League that's a college yeah. there. Yep, oh, yeah. That's true. 
All right. So Ryan gets the points there. Nice job. Um, I just thought it was funny that he got busted for illegal drinking, and I was just like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> Everyone's been in college. I know. Um, and so he's like, you know father. what? Yeah, he's like, you can't keep me down. I'm going to keep writing for my humor magazine. <laughs> you can't, if, you can't if, stop if me. If you want to be disenfranchised by children's authors, go read about Shel Silverstein's personal life. Oh, really? Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I would just imagine Seuss being like, I'm not drunk. Look at these words I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Totally makes sense, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, question number two. North Carolina School of the Arts selected their mascot as a result of a costume contest. Although first suggested as a joke, this edible mascot can be seen dancing around in his big green costume sporting a gap tooth grin. Hmm. So I just need the mask, what the edible food mascot is. Rachel? Rachel? Is it lettuce? It's not lettuce. Ryan. Ryan. Is it broccoli? It's not broccoli. Oh. I feel like you would get broccoli in your teeth. And that's why the gap too. Chris? Chris. Spinach? It's not spinach. I was going, I took a different turn there. Um, is it alligator? <laughs> It's not an alligator. <laughs> okay, so here's your hint. Um, the fighting cucumber mascot must have already been taken, so they decided to preserve it for a while until a new <laughs> mascot was ready. Right. Rachel? Yeah. Hey, Rachel. Pickle? It is the pickle. It's the fighting pickle. <laughs> I went to the wrong school. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, that they really didn't have any. They just said, we're doing a costume contest. What's going to win? And the, the fighting pickle is what I'm came out victorious. Just saying, when you said, when you said college, or you said costume contest in green, my mind went somewhere completely different. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next job, Rachel. All right, so question number three. The University of Michigan at Ann Arbor has an officially sanctioned club of 400 members with the sole purpose of feeding peanuts to what woodland creature? Chris. Sue. Chris. The Wolverine. Not the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Squirrels. It is. It is a oh. <laughs> Wolverines in Michigan, man. <laughs> the Michigan Wolverines. It, it is oh, their team name. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That makes me, yeah, you actually had a reason. Mine's just, I know furry animals. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I looked up this club and they said, I think what I read online was that they meet um, on Sundays in the fall and winter. And I was like, that seems pretty cold in Michigan in the winter, but I was like, whatever. Um, On Sundays in fall and winter. And then um, they actually teach people the proper way to feed a squirrel. Um, And they just said, um, like for example um you should leave the shells on to prevent confusion from the squirrel when trying to differentiate between the peanut and your finger so that's the proper way to do it and then you all go out and do it and you connect with people and make friends and that's what the club is for the proper way is at a safe distance (laughs) right how about don't let the damn squirrel get that close to your finger right (laughs) dude have you ever pet a squirrel they are the softest things ever no those college campus squirrels, though, are, are intense. Yeah. yeah. They don't, right, they're not scared of anything. Nope. Right, so Stu gets two points there. All right, question number four. Although it probably wasn't easy, in 1996, what sometimes animated character gave a commencement address at Southampton College? Oh, Ryan. Ryan. Uh, Kermit the Frog. It is Kermit the Frog. <laughs> ain't uh, easy being green. Yep. And so, uh, and for his inspirational insight, he actually received an honorary doctorate in amphibious letters. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was my hint. So awesome. Even with the hint not getting that right. Yeah. Well, and I was like, is it an animated character? If I say that it's a Muppet, it's going to be too easy. So I was like, right. oh, sometimes it's, it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's an animated puppet, too. He does right. animate it. So <laughs> very true. All right. So question number five, what is the name of Yale's most prestigious secret society? Its members have included William Howard Taft, William F. Buckley, George H.W. Bush, John Kerry, and George W. Bush. Right. Great job. Stu. Whoa. Right. It's going to be a round robin. Right. Do it, everyone. 
everyone do it. it. All right. So, uh, Chris, give me your answer first. I'm going skull and bones. Okay. And then we're Ryan. I screwed it up. I put blue bloods and I screwed it up. <laughs> okay. Blue bloods. All right. Rachel. Skull and bones. Yeah. All right. And then Stu. Um, I did not know this then. Uh, the okay. Freemasons? <laughs> Freemasons. All right. Uh, so the correct answer is my hint was going to be Paul Walker and Josh Jackson may or may not have been members mm. of this society in a movie. Um, <laughs> and the movie is called The Skulls, and the answer is The Skull and Bones. Yeah. Once so, a day, you managed to work Joshua Jackson into a conversation between I, us. And that's, <laughs> one I didn't that's think a good movie. Actually go, I, I was like, I didn't think the hint was actually going to help anyone get there, but I just had to throw it in because they're cuties. And, you know, why not? That's a good movie. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, so I have uh, Chris and Rachel picking up points that round. Nice. Okay, and then finally, my last question. Um, both the first and the last person to walk on the moon, Neil Armstrong and Gene Cernan, are alumni from what university in Indiana? Rachel. Oh. Rachel. Purdue? It is yep. Purdue. Wow. Nicely done. Nicely done, Rachel. Nice. Ooh, I was going to say, my graduated from Purdue. Okay. I, uh, my hint was no word if their chicken was also brought to the moon. <laughs> I didn't have another hint to get there. I think to celebrate that, we all drink some boiler makers. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely right. done. I might be an alcoholic, guys. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so is uh, which country star was it? Who are we talking about? Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, Tim not Tim Urban or Keith Urban. Or <laughs> I don't know country. I was only born in Oklahoma. <laughs> I didn't listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> the uh, soundtrack of Oklahoma. Creeping <laughs> down the plane. The Roger and Hammerstein version or just the country station on all days version. Uh, nonetheless, the scores are Stu with six, Leah with eight, Rachel with nine, Chris with ten, myself with twelve. Going into my final round, uh, there should be lots of points to be given here. Uh, I'm going back to uh, one that we did once before. I really enjoyed it, so I'm excited to bring it back. This is the uh, Merriam-Webster's Time Traveler. Uh, using the Merriam-Webster's Time Traveler portal, uh, I have six questions. Each of them have five terms that first appeared in print in that year. Uh, so everyone's going to play, everyone's going to either write down or lock in a number and then whoever is closest or whoever are equally closest, uh, will get points. That makes sense. So to be clear, this is what we're guessing how many different words were added to the dictionary that particular year. No, no, no. I'm going to give you five terms that first appeared in print according to Merriam-Webster. Oh, you got to guess the year. Yeah. I need the year. Oh, all right. Question number one, Asian Longhorn Beetle, Cloud Computing, DVR, Fist Bump, and Smartphone. Asian Longhorn Beetle, Cloud Computing, DVR, Fist Bump, Smartphone. Write down the year with your best guess. Stu. 2002? Rachel. Uh, 1982. Chris. 2008. Leah. 2006. All right. All earlier than you would think. Uh, the year was 1996. Oh, Ooh. wow. So <gasps> Stu with two points there. DVR was 1996. That's crazy. First is in print. Yeah, first, yeah. so not exactly when it went mainstream. So yeah, if there's a clue to give, uh, it tends to air uh, just a hair early. Yeah. So th the thing is, I was thinking about it, is Sony had a copyright case up at the Supreme Court for what they called digital time shifting in the 80s. Uh, and it was oh. basically the first, like, iterations of DVR. Ooh. That's, that's I did not know about that. That's, that's where really I was cool. going. It was it was the um the, the smartphone one that that threw me off. I'm like, oh, that one doesn't feel like it could be that early. Mm -hmm. 1996. All right, question number two. By curious, caps lock, death metal, spin doctor, and Tommy John surgery. 
By Curious, Caps Lock, Death Metal, Spin Doctor, and Tommy John Surgery. Uh, Rachel, when you're ready. Um, I'm going to stick with what is close to my prior answer because I've forgotten my prior answer already. Um, <laughs> 1983. All right, Chris. Uh, I don't know when Tommy John had the surgery. 1979. Oh. Uh, Leah. 85. Stu? You stole my answer, Chris. <laughs> what, what happens? I guess 1978? No, I mean, go with the answer that you locked in, in your head. I, 79. All right. Points if we're right. Yeah. I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll both get it. If it makes you feel better, you're both wrong. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, the year was 1984. Uh, Leah and Rachel are both going to get points for being just one year off. Yay! Knew it would pay off guessing the same thing again. I think. Just guess it every time. Yeah, just guess it every time, right? Let's keep this going. We had a round like that once. Yep. Uh, All right. Question number three. Attention deficit disorder. Information technology. Pad Thai. Platinum record. Techno thriller. Attention deficit disorder or ADD, uh, information technology, pad tie, platinum record, techno thriller. What year, uh, Chris, when you're ready? <sighs> These are all <laughs> over the place. Uh, I'm going to stick with 1979. All right, Leah. Oh, wow. I was way off. 1991. Uh, Stu. 1989. Rachel. 74. All right. Uh, the year is 1978. Wow. Oh, Chris gets it. Chris oh. is one year off. Nice. So two points there. Nice job. Question number four. Coworking. Friendsgiving. Latinx. Sharing economy. Tweetstorm. Co-working, Friendsgiving, Latinx, Sharing Economy, Tweetstorm. Stu is struggling over here. Uh, uh, Leah, when you're ready. 1995. I see a whole lot of hands and over mouths and faces in disdain. Uh, Stu. 2006. Rachel? I, I feel really off this time, but 2012. Chris. Yeah, I had 2004, but the co-working is... I don't know. I think this one's going to be surprising. Uh, The year is 2007. Ooh. Ooh. Two points to stew there. Sweet. Just one year off. A lot of one years off, and none of them right on on it. Uh, Yeah, 2007. Question number five. Alt key. Like ALT key, Alt key, Band Aid, Fu Manchu mustache, light emitting diode or LED, or self destruct. Alt key, Band Aid, Fu Manchu mustache, light emitting diode, and self destruct. This is a painful round for you guys. I know this. I'd one. like it though. That's the thing. There are people <laughs> like, in pain here right now. <laughs> Uh, Stu, when you're ready. I had 1972. All right, Rachel? Uh, 64. Chris? 68. That's Leah? 70, 1970. 70. The year is 1968. Wow. Darn it. So before we go, when I was writing my IP trivia round, I was looking at the LED invention ah. darn it and i knew i knew it was mid-60s and i was i was going off of self-destruct and i was that's kind of like that might go back to like get smart i was thinking like mission impossible or something yeah i think it was going like that could, i don't know yeah <laughs> inspector gadget i think they self-destructed on there <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering if band-aid would clue anyone that, into a time or not but uh that's yeah, yeah. i was stuck on so band-aid who- brand but so we got it. <laughs> That's cute. Cute, cute. Cute joke. 
All right. Uh, question number six. Last question of the game. Climate change denial. Dark web. Geocaching. Speed dating. And TiVo. Climate change denial. Dark web. Geocaching. Speed dating. And TiVo. And Rachel. Um, 2003. Chris. I don't know when I had a TiVo. Uh, 98. I... Okay, Leah? 2000. Yeah, I'm waiting. Stu? 2004. Okay. The year is in the year 2000. <laughs> so, so two points to Leah there. Nice. On the button. Uh, yeah, nice job. Uh, that is the end of the game. Uh, yeah, that was fun. That one, I apologize. That one brought immense pain to everyone on the <laughs> I, screen right now. I thought it was. Fun. I like that round a lot, though. That's the thing. It's like it just it makes you think. Yeah, you had to use some logic to get there. I love that. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that one's a fun one. Uh, all right, that is the end of the game. It was a very, very, very close game all around. The scores are Stu with ten, Rachel with eleven. And 14, 12 to 12, uh, Chris has 14 points, taking home the win. Woo! Woo! Nice Congrats. job. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't won on our show in like I know. You're always months, complaining. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't win anymore. It, it, I, I understand the dilemma as a host. You just have to put on a good show first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <Be> <laughs> it has quiet, nothing right? to do with your own personal <laughs> ineptitudes. <laughs> All right. so many things so <laughs> that's all right i don't even remember the last time i won but that's okay uh that yeah that is the end of the game uh we can get some picks where each episode a couple of us give a movie experience game something cool like that we recommend you check out and uh chris you have a pick uh yeah so I, i'm not going to get political here but i want to go to the uh the inauguration poem that amanda gorman uh, spoke earlier this week. Yes. If you don't feel inspired and kind of more awake to what's going on, not politically, but in general in the U.S. and in the world, by that poem, I, I I don't know what to tell you. Go back, listen, read read it. Actually, read the actual poem. Listen to the words. It's inspiring, and it really did inspire me. So I wanted to give it a shout out because that was a. Uh, for me in a, a rough week that I've had kind of a, a really big bright spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amanda Gordon in that poem is amazing. And supposedly, I think I heard that Biden just heard her at, at something or like knew it, like pick found that her himself or something, which was really cool. Um, I also saw a clip of Anderson Cooper interviewing her and he was just like, wow, you're, awesome like totally just broke <laughs> news face and was just like you're cool <laughs> uh yeah so we'll post the link to that video uh definitely watch it and yeah look up those words it's really good um i have a pick uh one that lee and chris it might feel close to home to uh it's not necessarily Disney Plus, but it's something I found on Disney Plus uh, with all the cool Mandalorian and WandaVision and stuff. The one that I have been watching and really have kind of fallen in love with are these One Day at Disney shorts, which uh, I think One Day at Disney is a like documentary that came out. It's a full movie, but Disney Plus has these shorts and they're like six or seven minute long episodes of there's like 50 of them, I think, of different people throughout disney there's an animator there's a the mechanic there's people on the engineering team that behind the scenes there are scuba divers who do scuba diving mechanic welding for exhibits and for the theatrics and stuff there are um stage performers there's the person who plays anna on on the frozen um broadway or off-broadway shows um there are sports uh, newscasters and ABC newscasters and uh, Bob Iger himself and um, Pixar animators. And and you just deep dive into their careers and, you know, people like casting directors for kids and all the Disney shows. And uh, somebody like me who loves just like seeing behind the scenes kind of stuff like that and seeing like the, you know, the specs and kind of the geeking out of people's jobs. That one is really, really cool. 
That sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah, that sounds excellent. Yeah, it's all on uh, Disney Plus. I'm not sure if it's available anywhere else. I mean, at this point, I assume not. But uh, there's a whole collection. Of, like I said, I, I'm like through I don't know 30 of them, and like a candy maker who's at uh, who's at a uh, um, the Magic Castle or like down that that main uh like main street oh i love that yeah it talks about making candy and like what that does and like there's some really heartfelt moments of people who you know like what you know obviously i mean disney's obviously a huge corporation but like what you do day to day just like making kids and people's day better because of those little things like it's really really cool so I recommend you check it out. It's on Disney Plus. Those are just the one day at Disney uh, shorts. And uh, I think very much worth it. But uh, yeah, if you're listening in, you have a pick of your own or something we can shout out or a trivia round idea, uh, email them to things I got wrong at gmail.com, websites things I got wrong.com. Uh, all the past episodes and everything are up there. Next episode will come out around late February. So stay tuned for that. And uh, Chris and Leah, again, I mean, you both have been awesome. The show has been awesome. I mean, we feel like we're, you know, kindred spirits in the same universe with you all. And uh, so happy to bring you back on and uh, good to see, you know, Stu and Rachel getting involved in, in your stuff and just like talk about the show where your website, where people find you, all that stuff. Yeah. So there's uh, two shows that we have right now. The first is the, the longest one. The longest one we have is the Pub Tree Experience. Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, pubtreeexperience.com. And we launched not too long ago, uh, earlier, no, mid middle of last year, we launched a new show called Boozy Bracketology, which yeah. is, uh, like, to me, it's just, it's a ton of fun to do every month. Basically, we take any category you can think of, and we will make a 64-seed March Madness-style bracket. <laughs> we will get a panel of people together that are passionate about that bracket, and we will hash it out until we have a champion. And so... <laughs> We've done move. We've done a couple different movie rounds: best sports movie, best Disney movie, best holiday holiday movie, best comic book movie. We did the best nationwide restaurant, um, and that we just this awesome. month we're doing uh, best '90s alternative rock song. So for the Ooh, for those guys out there rocking the dad bods with the jean shorts, still, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a good pickup. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So definitely check out Pub Trivia Experience, Boozy Bracketology. Uh, yeah, and thanks to both Stu and Rachel here. Thank you, Thank you guys. Um, yeah. Thanks for having us on. Thanks Absolutely. We'll uh, do it again soon. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye, everybody.